be a lot cooler. Right. Be a lot cooler if you did. If I did what? Percocet? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I had never taken any sort of painkillers or anything, and I got my wisdom teeth out and I took some Percocet and I was like, not bad. Yeah. Can you mail me some? And then I say, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I was fifteen, um, so it's not. Okay. So it's a little bit old, but it probably still works. <laughs> I saved like two of them. And then my back, like I hurt my back somehow. Like I couldn't walk, but there was like a football game I really wanted to play. And so I popped those two perkies and uh, I played, dude. Yeah. You got That's why when you see NFL players with like a broken leg and you're like, how is he still playing? He's on copious amounts of narcotics. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they're getting Tordal shots. They're getting perks. They're getting but bikes. Don't smoke weed. But don't smoke weed. If they weed. smoke some weed, I swear to God, you kick them right out of the NFL. <laughs> we will drug the shit out of you so you can uh, play quarterback. But if you get a little high to enjoy a movie, God damn it. God, I'm surprised you don't have a drug addiction after being with my family for three weeks. Uh, I do. I you do, do now? I do. I'm addicted to your family, buddy. Oh, wow. That's nice. I'm how's that, so how's that been? Your family being at my house for three weeks? Yeah. I think it's been four. <laughs> Has it been almost four? I don't know, dude. I don't know anymore. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm just ready to have my my, my space back. Like, I, I like your family. I'm cool with family coming over. But, I, like, I already have two kids. So, when you all of a sudden have four kids in your house Mm -hmm. like shit is just constantly trashed yeah that's true um and your wife misses you so she's glad to she wants to get back to you and you know i'll see you guys um yeah she's not even going home to you she's she's going somewhere else (laughs) so uh, it's been it's been really fun my kids love it um like and also like it's actually easier parenting like, I don't even feel like I've hung out with my kids because they just hang out with your kids. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, so, actually. Yeah, so that's been kind of it's been like a little a little vacay from from being responsible. My daughter speaks Mandarin now. I don't know where, when she learned it. Like, that's how long it's been. <laughs> Dude, you know what I've come to realize is that when you go from having two kids to having zero kids in your mind, you think it's going to be awesome because you're just like, oh, I'm going to be like, it's back to the old days where there's no kids and I'm just going to go do my own thing now. But then after a few days, you just feel like, well, I mean, like I'm not on Tinder. I'm not like going to That's your first thought. Yeah, that's my first thought. My first thought is I'm not on <laughs> Tinder. So this isn't good for me. You know, <laughs> I'm you not never, going to the bar. You never going to go. Tinder. No, I know. I'm never I've, I was never on Tinder, but I'm saying that like in this scenario, you'd be like, oh, I'm open. I've got an open schedule. I'm going to go do whatever I want. But like I've got nothing going on. What I have yeah. going on is having kids. That's what I have going yeah. on. That's the only thing I have going on in my life. <laughs> yeah, so then it's just it, sad after like five days. That's true. It did take five days there, to you're like, be sad. <laughs> Here's, oh, dude, this is, this is the best part. I promise you this. I promise you that right now you've missed your family for two weeks. Been like, ah, I need them home. I miss yeah. my kids. I miss my wife. I promise you within two hours of them being home, you will send me a text that says, I don't know why I missed any of these things. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you'll be like, like, man, the, like, 
the last two weeks, you're like, I could have started a band. I, why yeah. did I start a band? All of a sudden, and, I'm stuck at Chuck E. Cheese at like two in the afternoon, and I'm just like, yeah. why? What's what's happening right now? Sure, and getting and getting yelled at because you forgot to the close the window shades enough, and you didn't yeah water the artichoke plant or whatever and you'd be like god life is so simple two hours ago i like how you couldn't think of any other vegetable you went with artichoke <laughs> i was trying to think because you guys have something stupid at your house right now that you're we have a lot raising. of vegetables no no but there's something else you guys have don't you have like a some weird animal or some weird do you have some weird mm-hmm. thing you're growing or raising or taking care of god there's so many weird things that we're growing and raising uh butterflies we're raising butterflies we're raising butterflies Butterflies. yeah 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 yeah. uh you know what they actually don't need you for that (laughs) uh, (laughs) no they do it all themselves they walk on a wall and then they fly like yeah tell my wife that she's very concerned about them (laughs) all the time (laughs) (laughs) all right oh ready yeah let's get into it okay We have Jared Freed today, Ryan. Yeah, we do have Jared Freed. He's good looking. He's a dapper young man. He is a dapper young man. He's a stand-up comedian. He is from New Jersey, right? No, he's from, well, Boston. he's based out of uh, New York City, but I guess he's originally from Boston. He's actually from yeah, he, Needham, Massachusetts. He's from Boston. He has two podcasts of his own, J Train Podcast and You Up. You may know him for recapping The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Uh, he is known as the board lord. If you're into charcuterie, he will judge you. Or judge <laughs> your char- not judge you. He likes charcuterie. He will judge your board. He will tell <laughs> That's you right. if it's good or bad. Uh, he's uh he's a regular at the comedy cellar. <laughs> Wow, that was hard to say, apparently. You're he's not a regular, a regular at talking, apparently. No, I'm not, apparently. But he's a regular at the Comedy Cellar, Carolyn's on Broadway, Gotham, mm-hmm. Sam New York, all that stuff. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's doing the rotations. Go see him live. He's amazing. He's on tour, JaredFried.com. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. We had a good conversation. We talked about his childhood. He has a brother. Uh, we talked about him if he wants to have kids someday and relationships. And it was it was good. I liked it. It was a great conversation. Enjoy okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> enjoy it. All right. Is that a bathroom behind you? What's I can't see exactly. What's, what's it's my there? front door. I just broke oh, okay. up my girlfriend, so I'm in a divorced dad apartment, basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this could be your futures. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so yeah, Jared, where where did you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up. Out, I'm from outside of Boston, um, a town called Needham, uh, which is about 20 minutes outside of Boston. And um, yeah, I grew up there my whole life. I went to like like Needham's like kind of like a Mayberry idyllic town. It's very New England, very like closed off, just like outside of a city, but its own thing. Like it's not like people. I'm sure adults commuted to the city for work, but it wasn't like, if you were a kid growing up in Needham, like it was Needham all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No one's leaving. No one's leaving like basement parties in high school. And, you know, it's not like we go to like the city and like do clubs. Like it's not very like New York has that kind of vibe. Um, No Needham was very, and then if like 
you'd have like rival schools and like you like sometimes it was a dance at a you know a catholic you know uh, a catholic private school would have like a dance and you'd mix with other people but it was very much like you know need them high need them center it was your little tiny universe yeah it tough like tough school just like typical boston tough kids that fights a bunch no it's suburban you know i mean yeah. people could think that that was the case but that's not but, true um, yeah i was gonna say you're supposed <laughs> to kind of like keep that going upper middle class town like the guys who all of a sudden had boston accents because they wanted to yeah. you know like <laughs> you know they watched fucking goodwill hunting and then all of a sudden they found a tough guy in themselves i yeah. think boston people in general are just like ball busters like just like yeah. in general but like tough like i i don't think that you know like needham its history is that it was a hockey town like so many 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 hockey people came out of needham like the the coach of the bruins robbie fatorik was a needham high guy like but that you know as the you know i kind of grew up there as the um as it kind of got some clout as it like rose in stature like to me, like Needham Wellesley is the longest running high school Thanksgiving rivalry in the country. Okay. So it's the longest running high school rivalry for Thanksgiving Day football in the country. So wow. that was like a very important, cool thing. And I played high school football growing up. So that was like Needham Wellesley was like the thing. And Wellesley is like, to me, that's like the ritzy town. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, Wellesley gets ritzier and ritzier. Then Needham kind of gets ritzier and ritzier with it. So <laughs> there's this weird change that has gone on with Needham in my lifetime because growing up there, you're like, it's a fine town, nice suburban yeah. town. And then it gets nicer and nicer. And like a, a house is getting bought for a million dollars just for the land, you know, yeah. like now wow. at this point, like my friends can't move to Needham. You know, I have friends wow. that are like, if they move to Needham, they're like, whoa, that's a huge deal. So it's it's interesting because, you know, it's weird to grow up somewhere and think of it one way and mm -hmm. then get told that it is now another way. Like, you know, like I'm living in New York and people, and if I say I'm from Needham, they go, rich boy. I go, yeah. And like, to me, I'm like, yeah, South Street was the nice street. And like, they're like, like yeah. now the whole town is South Street. Yeah. So it, it, and and this is all to say I did grow up pretty like uh, like w uh, where money wasn't an issue. So yeah. it's not like I'm saying I was a poor person, but I never had that identity of being from the rich town, so yeah. to speak. Did you have a pool? No pool. No, no pool. But my jacuzzi. neighborhood was no jacuzzi. He, You're a poor son of a bitch, the, aren't you? Just <laughs> tattered rags, just wearing them my whole life. Um, here's what I will say. Here's how nice my neighborhood was. My neighborhood was the one where people would drop their kids off to go trick or treating. Oh, so oh, that yeah. should tell you yeah. everything you need gotcha. to know. You know yep. that neighborhood. The, I know that neighborhood. And it was closed off in a way. Some of that has to do with structurally. It was closed off to like main roads. It was one circle that had a field on one side that had with one road coming in and another road coming into it. So very closed off. So safety being number one, but also nice, yeah. nicer houses, you know, yeah. uh, and, and a good place to, you know, get your candy on. Is there, is there uh, <laughs> any diver any diversity in Needham? 
No. Um, I <laughs> to put it like how point, how is the number one high school football game have no black people? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Well, that's not to say it was the number one, you know, good high school football game. It was the number one most black. You didn't listen, Adam. It is the longest running high school Thanksgiving rivalry in the country. Okay. Okay. Um, my neighborhood was all Jewish, but it was like like, but that's the other thing, like. Needham has become a Jewish area to a lot of people. When I grew up there, my one circle was the Jews. We had yeah, one. Are you Jewish? I'm Jewish. So we had yeah. one house on the street that had Christmas lights. But and people would call it Hanukkah Heights because it was Needham Heights. So like <laughs> that. So like and now it's weird because like and so in my grade, there was like a few Jews, there was, you know, I knew who they were, but now, like my brother, four years younger, he had this whole like group of, you know, like the, I, yeah. you know, so it, 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 it definitely was a, a town in transition as I was kind of growing up. Uh, and, and were you, so uh, growing up, were you, were you guys practicing Jews? Yeah, we were high holiday Jews. We go to like the high holidays. Um, we do like the important ones. My mom grew up, um, uh, more Jewish than my dad. And then we just kind of got like, we kind of like fell into like, we, we would go to a conservative temple, which is like, there's reform, conservative, modern Orthodox, Orthodox and, and Hasidic. If you go up the ladder, uh, we were just a conservative family, which is pretty normal. Um, but really just high holidays and stuff like that. Like I got bar mitzvah, like I, you know, definitely Jewish, but definitely like when you moved to New York, you realize how not Jewish you are. So like, you know, you can't really, uh, like New York city, you're like, Oh, those are Jews, you know, like, and yeah, yeah. so I just like bagels. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like doing, getting the gifts. Um, so, um, yeah. So we, I grew up Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, was there any like traditions that you like really, really liked or really that you still want to stick to now? I want, I, I want, I want, I definitely want them all. I want all the ones. Yeah. I, I think high holidays are great. I think that like, I think holidays are a fan. What is what is high holidays? So like there's there's uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and there's Passover. So Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur in the fall, and it's like New Year and Day of uh, like Atonement. Like there's a repenting day in there, and then Passover is like the Angel of Death Passover. Like that's the the there's the you know that's when you don't eat. That's when you eat matzah, all that stuff. So that's like the spring. That's like our you know. What's it called? The, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, I'm sounding like an idiot to any Jew who like knows this shit, but I, um, <laughs> um but it's like, that's like our Easter type of like yeah. holiday. Like I think I every religion to... kind of has that. That's same the 40 thing. days, 40 night. Is that what, am I thinking the same thing? No, this is, uh, this like is you're like, supposed to go, like you're supposed to get rid of something, right? And you're, that's, Catholic, no? that's Catholicism. Is that a Catholicism thing? No, they, okay. That's Lent. This is more oh, like that's Lent. Okay. This is the 10 plagues and all that stuff. So, gotcha. But so, like, I, I, so for Rosh Hashanah, it's like just like a second Thanksgiving, you know, like Yom Kippur, okay. you fast and then you have another Thanksgiving. You know, it's all like get together oh, yeah. with family, eat. It's all surrounded around, uh, around food. Passover, there's like more of like a like a meal that is like more led by like, you know, the elders type of thing. So, yeah. but they all involve, I, I think the good thing about it is a sense of connection with a group, which we're losing every single day. Like, yeah. it, you know, the more the internet shows us how alike we are, the more we go, fuck it, you know? So <laughs> um, I think there's some good in it. I think like, I, I like, 
um, having a Jewish background. I like the culture of it. I like the connection I feel with Jews that I meet anywhere around the world. I have an immediate connection with them, which I think is very nice. Um, So like why? And also like being forced to do something is good. So like, I do believe that. So like getting forced to go to Hebrew school and like having to do that, like, I think that's good for a childhood to me. Yeah. It's funny because uh, my sister is actually getting married. She's engaged to a, a pretty devout Jewish family, um, okay. their son, right? So that's going to be my, you know, my future brother-in-law. But mm-hmm. he, um, they practice like all of those holidays and traditions. But it's funny because we've been part of a few of them. And I just am enamored by how much of a group family environment it is. And I kind of miss family. that in a way. You know what I mean? I, I kind of miss that you don't get that outside of like, people who are either like religious or they have these devout beliefs, but you know, and you're, if you were to go to like my typical friend's house, like during some holiday or some dinner, it's just kind of whatever it's, there's nothing cool happening about it. But like with the Jewish holidays or dinners we've been a part of have been pretty cool. So I like that aspect of it. It's all fun. And it's all like, I just remember like my dad, like we'd go to my grandparents' house. My dad would turn around the car be like, yeah, don't fuck this up and don't embarrass me. And like, you know, you have that memory of like, you say, hello, if you don't say hello, you're in trouble. You say goodbye. Mm-hmm. If you don't say goodbye, you're in trouble. Yeah. You, you know, like, like, yeah, yeah, totally. those, you know, three times a year, getting a reminder to fucking stand up straight and look someone in the eye and say, yeah. hi, hi, aunt, so-and-so, hi, aunt, so-and-so, give everyone a kiss hello. Like, I think there's like learning moments in that. Like, and I do remember like going to my grandparents' house and like having to interact with all that and also having to shut the fuck up. You know, like, it's like, this ain't your time to put on a show. And if you do, oh, we're going to remember because the cousin that put on a show at these things, they got remembered, you know, they got a (laughs) reputation, you know? Uh, How do your parents feel about what you're doing now? They were really cool. I mean, like my, my, my parents, like, you know, to the Jewish thing, like there's like a few types of Jews, like there's like Dr. Jew, there's mm-hmm. like social worker Jew, and then there's salesman <laughs> Jew. I come from a family of salesman Jews, so okay. like, I, I, so like nobody, like nobody, like went to college. Nobody, like everyone was just like, you know, like go, go sell, go figure it out. So, yeah. I think uh, for my dad, when I told him this is what I want, I was I was selling life insurance and annuities and cold calling and just kind of like sitting and figuring it out. And when I moved to New York city and like, I only moved to New York city because I was like, there's women and fun and whatever, you know, and, and jobs, you know, so there's industry. So I'm there, I'm cold calling. I'm not really like enjoying or really feeling passionate about it, but that kind of like made me feel badly is that I was like, I wasn't sprinting towards anything and anything I've ever sprinted towards, it would always work out. So I, I, you know, my dad and I on the phone, we talk about like TV shows we like. And I remember it was like, you know, and I was writing funny emails to friends. And I remember like the group email was like a big thing, you know, at a certain mm-hmm. time where mm-hmm. like you'd write an email to like your 10 friends about what you're going to do that weekend. And then like I would like respond and like just make fun of like everyone on the email chain. <laughs> if, somebody, if someone came off the email chain to like, be like, Hey, that was hilarious. It was like the best feeling of my day. Like, and I was like, so I ended up spending like my whole day writing emails and not working. (laughs) And I'm like, how how do I do this forever? How do I inject this drug into my vein? And I started like looking up open mics and, 
you know, and thinking about it a lot. And I, you know, my parents, I told them, I was like, I'm going to do some form of comedy. I don't know what it's going to be. And I've always been open to that where I'm like, and I think that's why, like, I've had success in comedy because I've done a lot of different things that people have found me from. Like the idea of doing a podcast, like a podcast, I'm going to make yeah. one for me, you know, like the, to me, like, that'll serve the thing I like most, which is stand up. So yeah. how do I service that? Okay. You know, no one's booking me. I'm not getting an NBC sitcom tomorrow. So like, yeah. let's start your own thing and start finding people one by one. And so when I started this, I told my parents, I was like, I want to do comedy. My dad was like, Oh, so you want to be one of the guys on 30 rock sitting around the table, you know, bullshitting. And I go, yeah, yeah. I'm going to knock on 30 Rock's door. And they're going to like, yeah. <laughs> here's Judah Friedlander. Here's your pen. Start writing. That's I, I knew that yeah. wasn't going to happen. But So there was no point of disappointment like when you told them what you wanted to do? So I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to try this. I don't know what it's going to be. I yeah. go, but it's but I'm going to go at it. Um, I'm going to go after it. And I was like, I, I go, I just I there's something that I believe there's something down that road. And I go. And I was like, I'm going to take, you know, I planned on taking like sketch writing classes and improv classes. Like, mm. I, it's not like I was just like, I, I wasn't very tunnel visioned on it. Like, I like being funny for my friends. How do I recreate that? So I'm going to do stand up. I'm going to do improv class. I'm going to do sketch class. I'm going to go reach out to stand up comics that I like and say, can I get some advice? Like, and I was working in life insurance, selling life insurance. So I knew I did, I had developed kind of the skill of like, being able to respectfully reach out to people. And I would do that. Yeah, and yeah. my dad was like, listen, you got, I had savings. I had some bar mitzvah cash saved up. And I, I had, my dad goes, you got no wife, you got no kids, do it. And my dad always saw it as a business venture. And yeah. I see, it, I've always saw it that, that way from day one too. Like there was never a thought in my mind of like, I'm going to be this like poor comic playing video games. Like that doesn't really ring that's not mm. fun to me. Mm. You know, like it's fun to like go out, create bits, create new content, create new things that people enjoy and they share with their friends. So my dad, you know, so that's how the podcast starts. So mm -hmm. again, from there, I, and I told my parents, I was like, even if I'm writing greeting cards, like I don't care, you know, it's just, I, I wherever I go, it'll work out. And, and my mom didn't get it. My mom, I think moms generally, they want, Moms and you know, especially mothers and sons and mothers and Jewish sons. They want security. They want security and they want to be able to like explain what you do easily. So I think like, they want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. because yeah. if mom is sitting with other moms and says, My son's a doctor, it is it's like we got it. We got it. Yeah. You did a good killed job. It. You killed it. Game over. My son's yeah. a lawyer. You killed it. You did it. My son's a comedian with an internet radio thing. Who, <laughs> uh, and so like, and, and my mom, like, I love her, but like, she wants an easy answer for that group. And yeah, at yeah. first she was like, I don't, what is this? Like, what are you going to do? Like, what? and she's worried, which I totally understand, but she was always there for me. Just didn't get it. And I remember like a couple years in, and they would come to shows. They were like, you know, very supportive. A couple years in, yeah. I, I was at a show and I was like bombing. And she was in the corner and I just heard her dying laughing, like mid-bomb. <laughs> and I remember saying to the crowd, I go, look at how bad you guys are. My mom is the only one laughing. And, 
and she thought that was so fucking funny. And I like from then on, she like the biggest fan gets it. Like, yeah. can't believe you know, can't believe it, but also is like gets kind of the vibe that I'm trying to get to on stage. Yeah. So they've been. Cool. Did you do dirty comedy that, then? I think everyone kind of does a little bit of dirty stuff or does stuff that's shocking when you're starting out. And I yeah. like easy. I also get never. To it easy get to the joke and i also started in new york so i think when you start in like another city that's not new york or la you can kind of have that like moment to hide and like be totally yourself a little bit more yeah. like new york you're just like, trying to make people see you so yeah. i think like you start with maybe something more shocking or more whatever and i'm not dirty on stage now like i I think someone could think I'm dirty because sure. they got their own fucking problems. But I, I <laughs> you know, like, um, like someone could think you're dirty for the tone of your voice. Like I've had that happen. Like, so I, I, so yeah, in the beginning you say things that like, I would never say again, but like, that's the, yeah. that's the whole point of, you know, getting better and working at it. Yeah. How did, how did they handle that? Were they cool with it? They didn't care. They, yeah, yeah they were cool. Yeah. I mean, my parents aren't like, they're not like prudes, like by any means. So like, and they also got it. Like, again, my dad always looks at things through the prism of like, like he's more, are they laughing or not? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like some people to me, I actually am more towards that side of the aisle than not. Like there's some people that are like, Oh, that guy didn't get laughs, but I really liked his perspective. Like my dad can look at a show and go, everyone in the room's fucking laughing. I don't care if I don't like it. It's working. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, yeah. And, and, you know, I have an element of that in my comedy too, where I'm like, I don't care how stupid this fucking bit is. If everyone's rolling on the, on the floor, shitting themselves, I'm like, I don't give a shit. That's sure. great. I love it. You know, did That's you have a comic? I, feel... I was Go going to say, did you have a comic hero growing up? Like, did you have a comedian that you looked up See, to? This is the other thing. Like I was never like, like I never was like sitting there like, you know, like I knew of Stephen Wright, but I wasn't like, you know, listening to his album, like, yeah. well, you know, writing, writing down the lines, like now looking back, the, the special that I like watched again and again was Kevin James sweat, the small stuff. Like, I, I love know, that special. I love that special. And like, I like emulate that in my comedy. Like I want every joke has a move. Like I want it to be three dimensional. Mm -hmm. I want to be moving on stage. Anytime I'm not moving, I'm like, it's a failure. Like I got to get the bit isn't done yet. Like I love his like he's going through with the greeting cards he's yeah. racking up the pizza you know every joke had that move and i i remember seeing like steve ranazizi i watched him on stage once and like i loved his act because he was kind of doing that he was kind of moving with the bits and it's like that's the joke that's the the bits i like he's so funny. i think he's so funny he had that one bit where it was um his girlfriend moving in with him without him knowing. And everyone has a ver I think I've heard that version of that bit before. But then he goes in and he goes, I was like an altar boy putting out the candles every night. And you go, <laughs> and you go boom, that's the bit. Like yeah. I like, and so like, I'm not looking, I would love to be the smartest guy in the room, but that's just never going to happen for me. I'm never going to be the Harvard graduate. So like, I'm going to sing dance and dust. Like I, and that to me is a fun show. Like I, that's why I like love a lot of black comics. Like they go out and they perform like more than white comics. So like, I've always been drawn towards those type of comics that kind of like move. Put on a, make it a, a show. 
it's a show. Yeah. Why would anyone fucking leave the house? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm fine. You know, it's like, you gotta make, make, make it fun. I don't, I don't know. That's just what I like. I think that's like what my family likes. Like, yeah. you know, I was watching Ray Romano on stage. You want to watch his special Ray Romano is like, move it. Like, I, I don't know him as that. Like I know him as Ray. Everybody loves Raymond, but then you watch him yeah. on stage. You go, Oh, this guy gets, you know, like, this is why, you know, yeah. like he's, there's a real this kid, performance. This kid gets it. Yeah. He's going somewhere, yeah. man. I think that <laughs> he, he might uh, make it one day. Yeah. <laughs> he might. He's, he will. If he sticks at it, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm probably yeah. wrong. But. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have uh, brothers, sisters? Younger brother. Younger brother. How'd you guys get along? Great. My, my family is like, it, I think it's made it harder to like commit to a relationship because we're all good. Like my brother, my dad, my mom and I, we get along really, really well and we like hanging out together. So it's like, you're kind of entering a group where everyone's opinion does matter to me. Mm. So it, it makes dating very hard because, um, and relationships harder and like figuring out well, who that fit is. You could not fit and be a great person. It's just, that mm -hmm. could be the truth. So um, I think that makes it harder and like, and, you know, my brother and I are very much alike, you know, and and our sensibilities are very much alike. So it's it's uh, it's nice and it has good and bad to it. You know, did you guys do typical brother fighting? Oh, yeah. One time I broke his nose. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I, and every time and I'm so embarrassed by it that every time he brings it up, I just say, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Like I just like <laughs> yeah. leaned on that just because I don't want to like bring it up again. <laughs> Um, he was like on top of me, you know, you know, like it's like big brother strength. Like he was like, he was getting the best of me or, and, 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 and physically, like, I think we were yeah. like wrestling. And then I was just like, uh, uh, game over, you know, went for the straight up nose break. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. But I mean, like it, those are very far and few between, like we lived together in New York for a while. Okay. And so it actually helped me to come up with my motto in life. So when we lived together, like I would say to him, I would try and like tell him jokes sometimes. I'd be like, what do you think of this premise? Or what do you think of that? And when he was in a bad mood, he'd be like, it's stupid. It's stupid. And it, it, and it wasn't like a receptive, good audience. And I would always say the same thing. I was like, that's not the answer. That's not the answer to any joke. There's no joke that's stupid. There's no premise that's stupid. We write to edit, you know, so mm -hmm. we write it down so that we can edit it. So where's the glimmer of hope is in this joke, right, you know, right. where, where do you see what I'm talking about? But he's you know, a big brother, you, though. He's just trying to shoot you down. Younger he's brother. Or sorry, younger brother. Yeah. That's right. So I, I would say so when we would sometimes he was I knew when I had him, I'd be like when he was receptive. But when he was like, in a, you know, when I caught him in a shitty yeah. mood, he would go stupid. I go. No, that's not how we live in this house. We live in a right to edit mode. And what's he do? He works uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. He, um, he, for a long time. So before we lived together, he was, um, was it Hurricane Sandy was the one that like displaced people from their apartments. Yeah. And he was living downtown with some friends and then Hurricane Sandy came and they got like flooded or you couldn't even live down there. So they, he came out to my place on the Upper East Side and he was staying on my couch. And then during that time, his lease ran up. So he's sleeping on my couch telling me he wants to become an NFL GM. 
And this went As on. He's playing Madden. Legit. Legitimately. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and I remember he was on my couch for maybe four or five months. And listen, I got dreams too. I'm trying to become a stand-up comedian at the time. I'm not like touring, you know, at yeah. the time. I got I got nothing yeah. to. And I'm leaving to go to open mics and he's telling me he wants to be, uh, and he was like in a little bit of a rut, whatever. He had his MBA though. Like, and he's like, what, you know, he's looking for internships and he's looking for jobs. And I remember there's one day I was like sitting with him and I was like, how many minutes a day are you searching for this GM job? You know, (laughs) there's only 30 of them available. Yeah, I go, there's, yeah, exactly. And I go, but just like, listen, I'm not going to shit on dreams. I got my own dreams. I go, just give yeah. me the, is it an hour? I go, is it six? Are you spending six hours a day working towards this dream? Mm. And he was like, no. I go, break it down for me. I go, give me the amount of time. And I remember, he, like, he was like, I go, is it an hour? He goes, no. I go, 20 minutes. I go, <laughs> he goes, I go, you couldn't do 20 minutes while working at another job. Yeah. To not be here. I was like, you could do that in your lunch break towards your drink. Like, and we yeah. would laugh at it. And he was like, and, and it was funny to like sit with someone else going through what I'm going through. Because if you're dreaming about something, you want something to happen. You have these moments. Where you're like, what about this? Like you pitch it to yourself and he would pitch it to me. He'd be like, what if I became the janitor for the, for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins? And then I like work my way up. I was like, I was like, when did you watch Goodwill Hunting? To, like, <laughs> like, at what point? Like, Come on, like yeah. So, but hand it to him. I, I mean, from that conversation, he found his way and wiggled his way through life. And he worked at the league office. And then now he's with the Miami Dolphins. Like wow. he's a, he works for the team. So it's a pretty unbelievable story. It's very cool. I'm like very proud of him. It's like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, and, and like, you know, people talk to my parents are like, what do your kids do? Imagine explaining those. Like yeah. the ones at the Miami Dolphins, what? <laughs> <laughs> the other one um, tells jokes, you know, like, what? <laughs> like uh, Howard's a doctor. Like, okay, we'll just yeah. we'll go back to Howard. Oh cool. yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> what, what were some of your fears when you like went down this path? Were you were you fearful that you weren't going to make it, or did did you ever have any of these moments where you would think like maybe I should do something else? No, um, I live in fear every day. Yeah. Um, I think I think you have to have a little bit of fear to like push you to get do something. Yeah, get on yeah. the subway. Like you go, go do the next thing. Um, you know. My I, my fears become long term, but I've always evolved. Like I I think like I've been doing this eleven years now, and it's wild to even think that. Like I started in twenty twenty, um, and I felt like I was late then. You know, like and I oh, was 20, like twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. Twenty ten. I'm sorry. Uh, twenty ten. Twenty twenty probably seemed like ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was 25 and then like you'd meet 18 year olds doing stand up and you'd be like, how the fuck did they know to do this? Like, yeah, yeah. how are they good already? And you can't compare yourself. Like I've always done my own thing. Like everything I do um, has, is like, I've never gotten a role. I've never gotten, uh, yeah. had that person at the job go, you got the job, you know? Like, yeah. so 
a part of that makes me less fearful because I have figured out things along the way. Like, like legitimately, I call myself the board lord because I yell at charcuterie boards. Like, <laughs> and that has made me money. So, so, yeah. so, you know, and I'm not saying like I'm a, I'm, you know, um, the board czar. I'm not making, you know, bullion, but I'm saying I've made money from the dumbest things that I never thought would have made money. And that all started because of a tweet. And yeah. it just evolves because I hear the laughter and I keep walking towards it. So, like, yeah. everyone, you know, I have people at shows that go, yeah, we became fans because of the board lord charcuterie stuff. And I'm like, that's yeah. fucking insane. Like, so, like, you know, I am fearful, but you have to, like, you have to remember, like, um, everything started because you wanted to start. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't start because someone told me I was funny. Yeah. You know, I, I, I started because I wanted to do this. This is a selfish pursuit, but, you know, yeah. you just have to keep evolving, keep getting better. Like, you have to remember, you got to keep working at it. Like, yeah. the reason I can make a good charcuterie joke is because I work at jokes. So if you keep it simple, you know, it'll. I, I have to believe it'll work out because it has been. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it's because you just like the freedom, the freedom of going whatever direction you feel like, you know what I mean? Because it seems like a normal job would be too confining for you, you mm. know, but but maybe it just lets you express yourself in ways that you, you wouldn't be able to another another way. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I um, sometimes I look at people with jobs that are like more corporate and I'm like, man how how much of a break would that be like the idea of like <laughs> yeah. like 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 the idea of like yeah you you know you, the promotion's coming in two years like yeah. <laughs> oh my god like great i think that i like think Christmas that's why a lot of, yeah right bonus season are you fucking kidding me like I, I don't know like there's a piece of me that would feel and also like you know i think public people or people that try to be public are held to a different standard than private people. Mm -hmm. And I guess that goes with the territory, but at the same time, like you just have to hope that like context and nuance wins in those situations. Yeah. But also, you know, I've created a space where like, you know, I got, you can, people can stop listening anytime they want, you know, it's user generated <laughs> user, you yeah. know, that all that stuff. Have you ha have you had any? Uh, this is so random. But have you had any like fan fallouts? Where people have gotten like legit mad at like they've been on board and then like turned on you. I'm sure they have, but they're more quiet. My people are more quiet than <laughs> most. I think. <laughs> Difference. No hate usually. mail. No, I, 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 you know what? I, I started doing you up podcasts with Betches. Betches is a female run media company for women by women, but you know, and, and they. I love what they do. I love working with them. And I had known them through friends of friends and we became close over time and we have a great professional yeah. relationship. And three, four years ago, they're like, Hey, we want to start a podcast and we want to do it about dating and relationships. And we want you to be the co-host. We want to do it from the male, female point of view. And I go, okay, cool. I kind of already do that with my podcast. They're like, yeah, but we have 6 million Instagram followers let's do it. And yeah. I'm like, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, My let's podcast do it. is canceled. Yeah. 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 We <laughs> moving on. Um, and we started this show and I remember thinking 
like I've been talking out of my ass about dating from day one. So, but it was always personal. And on the podcast, especially, it was always like honest. Yeah. But I've been like kind of working on how I say things. I think men have to be very careful because a lot of the things in dating relationships with men is icky and mm-hmm. falls off a cliff into danger very quickly. So you have to be aware of what you're saying and also be aware that like this is, you know, men look at dating as like a big game and fun and extracurricular. And a lot of women out there look at dating as a job and something they have to deal with. Hmm. So doing J train podcasts, like over time, you start to like figure out how to say things in an edible way. I'm saying what I mean. I'm honest, but I, there's an edible way to say things that you, your point can be made. Sure. So when we started you up podcast, I kind of had this, like, I, I already knew how, you know, it takes time to learn that we'll learn how you sound, you know? And so we started this podcast and I started doing kind of the advice the way I do it, speaking honestly from the male point of view. I thought that we were going to get such hate mail. (laughs) Like like I thought, (laughs) I was like, these women are going to hate it. I'm being honest. I don't, you know, I don't want to like, but I don't want to offend anybody. That's not my goal. My goal is to just speak on. We've gotten probably in the four years of doing it, two negative emails that I know about and they weren't even about, and, and it's like, that's amazing. What I came to learn is that like, so many men are not being truthful in dating that like hearing the truth is like really refreshing to a lot yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And, and hearing like maybe a hard truth, but like at least it comes from an honest place where it's never meant to hurt anyone's feelings. Like you, you start to understand you're like, oh, I could do this on stage more where I'm just like, a little bit more honest and a little bit more truthful and, you know, go down that road. And it's like, it, it's, it's really been nice to hear back from people. So like, again, like we're, you know, I don't do anything to get people mad. Like some people do comedy to get people mad. And yeah. like, I, 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 I don't really think that's fun. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I just want you guys to like me. I'm not going to fight yeah. against you. I want you to be rolling around. Like, yeah. like I need that to happen once in my life. Someone rolling on the floor. Like I, I want that image. <laughs> oh my god! Like as a as a white comic, if you can get a black person to stand up while you're on stage and like hit a oh, table or something, the best. <laughs> That's the, the best. Uh, I, I once so, watched. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you. I once watched uh, Andrew Schultz had a woman, a black woman at a show. I watched Andrew Schultz do that where a black woman got up at a show and just after every joke would get up and just start dancing. And I said, Oh, I go, I'll never forget that the rest of my life. That is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like, that's all I want. Pure happiness, pure happiness. It was yeah. pure, yeah. perfect. So do you, um, uh, you analyze, you analyze and you tell people what you, you think of the dudes that are texting them. I male, female, anyone can send in a okay. screenshot, but I, Got I do that. We do this thing called deal reveal where I, we will read through the text and give an opinion. Yeah. So have you found uh, things that you think are, are where you, where you relate issues people have to their upbringings? Um, I think it's all about your upbringing when it comes to dating. Like, I think like, you know, I, I, I mean, it, there's, I guess I, I don't know, you know, no one writes in and says like, here's my upbringing and here's what's happening yeah. in my dating life. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Be my, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but I do know that, you know, the most confident people are probably the best daters. You know, yeah. like I, 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 and confidence comes from, you know, something in your upbringing. Like, I, you know, yeah. I have like, I have body issues like myself, like my body issues will stop me from going on a date because I'm like, oh, I've eaten like shit all week. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so so and that comes from my parents having body issues and that's a big part of our lives so it you know i'm not i don't ever live in the land of blaming people i'm just like that's just what it is like yeah. I, I i think acknowledging it is important what what's yeah. the most common theme that you find people that are like confused or, or trying to get your advice about you know what i mean are, are they just not understanding the communication between the two people or is it like a or do you find that there's like some commonality between it? The biggest problem a lot of people have that write into the show is they play a game of if they like me, I like them. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we do this as comics. If they like me, then I'm doing well. You know, like I'm, I'm I said that already on this show. So um, but I think if you live in a land of you're going to like me and if you don't, that's OK, too. I can find someone who will, then you're going to be a better dater no matter what. But I think a lot of people get in this zone of like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, that happened. So do they like me? And you go, it doesn't sound like you like them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you give a shit? Yeah. Why, oh you God. just named seven things they did wrong. Like, why are you oh. still doing this? And, you know, for a lot of people, it's that like, um, it's, uh, there's an economic theory for it. It's uh, like, uh, Logan Yuri, she's a uh, behavioral psychologist and she talks about it for dating where it's like this, like it will, if I, she does a lot of like crossing over economic theories with dating and and it works, but it's like this idea of like, will the next thing be as good as the last thing? Is this as good as it will get? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest problem is, and, and, you know, for men, a lot of times, and I I don't mean the gender of this, but for a lot of times for men, I'll find better. They're looking for a ghost. A lot of time for women, it's, I don't want to go back to that cesspool of dating. So I'll just take Mm. what I got. Yeah. And that happens a lot for both. So in both sides are, you know, problems. For for you personally, did you have a good example of relationship? I mean, were your parents the good example that you are like seeking out one day? Is that yours? I'm I'm definitely, I'm seeking out what my parents have it. But at the same time, like I know it was hard for my parents, you know, like, You know, like that's like kind of the the tough part of like if your parents are still together at 30, I'm 36. If they're still together, like and no, and you watch 36 years of like, oh, that was kind of difficult. For, like, I can't believe they're still here. You know, yeah. like you're like, yeah. like, how the fuck am I going to do it? You know, yeah. and and, you know, they go well together. They're they're ridiculous. I mean, go to my Instagram. I tape them all the time without them knowing. And, oh my God, you're, you're, uh, I want to say it was Father's Day or something killed those. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, I have to talk to you about your family. Yeah. Like, yeah. the shirt, my, my dad had an old shirt and he's convincing my younger brother to take it. And it is <laughs> so the funny. most ridiculous shirt. It is like a see through sheer pink 
like linen shirt and i'm like where would he wear this like, he, like, <laughs> he's like and he keeps saying he's like wear it to the beach i was like the beach like like a formal beach shirt <laughs> yeah they're out of their mind you wear right when you walk into the beach and then you take it off that's what you do yeah they they're the costanzas and the seinfelds at the same time <laughs> uh, i was gonna say that does sound like it could be a, an entire yeah. seinfeld this is yeah. 22 minutes on he won't take the shirt. Don't make just him take, take the shirt. The shirt. And my brother's like, you yeah. think you take know my brother's shirt. trying it on? Just take the shirt. Why my mom, your my not you? That sh- why, why not you? Yeah, why because didn't it didn't fit me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you already tried. They didn't you even look the shirt. They held up the shirt and they looked at me. They go, No, it's not gonna fit you. And then they just yeah. turned to my brother. They didn't even let me try it on. And you're like, and this is why I have body issues. Yeah, this is why. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, did your parents fight a lot? Do you remember like growing up? Yeah, you... they're screaming all the time. It's all really? it's it's like up and down. Yeah. Up and down. So did they like, think yeah, they were fighting? Now they yeah, they they're like, yeah, they would fight. My parents, I'll be like, stop fighting. They're like, we're just talking. I'm like, yeah, you threw a loud talking. Yeah. Like, that's not... <laughs> the cops are showing up to Adam's yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're just talking. She's bleeding, Dad. Uh, yeah, no, my parents would never admit. They would never admit it was a fight or whatever. And I'm like, you're definitely oh, yelling at each other right now. My like, parents fought all the time. I mean, I yeah. think that's like why. Like my mom would like lean on me. Like my mom would be like, "What? He's being ridiculous. What mm, don't you think?" Not healthy. And I'd be oh, like, no. "I'm like, oh no." But that's I. I think why like I look at relationship advice the way I do because I you know you go. Well, you know, like it's a seven-year-old going, you know, he did have a point about the way you reacted to like, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, like, yeah. you know, like a little seven-year-old psychologist, but like, you know, so I've always kind of taken that role a little bit. Do, do you uh, have a favorite, Colton, do you have a favorite childhood memory? A favorite childhood memory. I, I was always, I love Chinese food on a Sunday night. That is a, mm. like that was always like a standing thing. And we're gonna order a bunch of food. We're gonna go out and get it. It's gonna be out on the table. You're gonna be done by six. Like, I think that is like the, the like the part, like Sunday, Sunday nights was really like a good family night. Mm, yeah. Um, for, so from, from watching your parents in, in relationships, do you, What's your fighting style in a relationship? Are you a, are you a I'm not, yeller? I'm a non-fighter. I'm not a yeller. Okay. I'm a I'm a bad communicator when it comes to like letting people know. Like, I think part of it is like that in in the in the same vein of like seeing someone else's side. Like, I think a good arguer doesn't see someone else's side for at least a minute. Like, yeah, considers their problem a problem, and I'm bad at that. Like, I. I kind of go, ah, that's not a big, you know, I would look at it from like, I would have the argument in my head, decide they're right, never get out what I think is a problem. And it would take like the third time it happening to really go to kind of sit on it and go, what am I doing here? And then there's a part of me that's like, it's too late to even bring up, you know, I think that's been a big problem in my relationships with people where you're like, you know, you got to bring up your issues. You got to make things a little awkward sometimes. You got to be um, able to hear someone deal with your issues, even if your issues seem small. 
And and do you think you're passive in fights because you don't want to be your parents that that yelled? Um, that might be the reason. I don't know. I I think I also like tend to believe I'm like ah my problems aren't problems, you know, and like yeah. I think that's a that's a problem, you know. Like you have to, admit, <laughs> you know, this shit's real. You got to deal with it. Um, yeah. I think that was definitely the issue with my last relationship where I wasn't like really get you know i wasn't like making a stink of the thing because i i'm also lazy so i think like being a lazy person it doesn't help because you're like ah i don't want to even like have this talk yeah you know? it's, it's <laughs> interesting it's interesting to hear you say that because like half an hour ago you were like i was never going to be the lazy comic that sat around and played video games all day i know yeah. i'm well i that's the thing that's where you get into the territory of like what are you really afraid of like you talk about fear with the job yeah. i'm more fearful of like comedy and work stuff than i am of not of ending up alone right you know <laughs> like, that I, is, that, and that's a lot of people's fear that's like sure the, you know that, that's well, funny I, yeah fears are either public speaking or being alone yeah and you're like, i'll <laughs> yeah. talk all fucking day like, yeah, yeah yeah i got things to say <laughs> <laughs> it's not to you yeah i wonder i wonder if you think a lot of that will just work itself out as long as you keep your eye on the prize right you want to keep your eye on sure. like being successful and do all that so you're probably i'm sure in some way because you seem very confident as someone who just feels like i'm gonna figure that stuff out but right now i'm gonna make sure i focus on myself as well yeah, that's a big part of it. And like the, the thing is, like, at what point you have to transition, you have to click it. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's like a, you know, right to left. It's got to keep clicking over. So like, sure, my, you know, 25 to 35, I was like full on, like, get shit set up. Like, let's keep, you know, comedy, 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 learn how to tell a joke, learn yeah. how to do sketch writing, learn how to do improv. At what point do you go? Are you confident enough? and insecure enough of the thing you do well to say, I'll take that weekend off to be, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and you have to be confident enough to do that. Like, because, you know, you're the CEO, the, you're the marketing department, you're the writer, you're the, you're everything to this company. So yeah, you're the you have club. to be able, you're the fan club. Yeah. You gotta be able to like, <laughs> yeah. or it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can click to the right a little bit, you know, yeah. You don't take the weekend off, but maybe you take a Monday off every day, every week. You know, like, uh, when does that happen, you know? One thing I love that you did uh, was, so, uh, so Jared, right, Jared worked for us in Tacoma, uh, and we oh, use okay. a very nice hotel. And then he yeah. went to Oklahoma, and he's like, give me the hotel money, I'm getting my own spot. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what did we fucking do? Like, we didn't, we didn't put him in a Super 8 last week. We put him in a very nice place. Yeah. Like, that, you know, because hook clubs do put you in shitholes. And then, sure. like, we'll start, like, just give me the fucking money. I'll figure it out. And I was <laughs> that, like, what do we do? And then I saw Jared buy a pool. And he goes, always take the money. Get yourself a pool. or so, uh, yes, Pool. Oh, beach by it was noon. A men mental health. Beach by noon. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was a mental health tip. Get the get the hotel with the pool. You'll always be a little bit happier. It's something to do. And honestly, it's it, it's funny that you see it that way, where you're like, "What did we do with the last hotel?" And, and <laughs> I asked for the I asked for the buyout no matter where I go. Even yeah. and but then the, you, they were like, "No, Tacoma has a great hotel." And I'm like, and I remember I'd been there before, so I was like, "Oh, I remember." Okay, cool. And yeah. but I always ask for the buyout because also. There's a little bit of business in that where I go, I'll go price it out. 
if it's sure. forty dollars more a night for me to be happier, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. for you know, like at that point, what's your happiness worth? And like that hotel sure. in Oklahoma City, that hotel is like a five star, beautiful hotel, and the prices like they're not five star prices in New York City. You know, like that. Hell, it was. Um, damn it, I would know it if I. Yeah, yeah. It just the price. I'm just saying for what you got, I was like, great. It was Perfect. more than worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than worth it. And and but I do that with every, and especially during COVID because I was traveling a lot during COVID. Um, there were deals, so you yeah, could get man. into certain places. So it's like, oh, I can spend a hundred dollars to get to like you know from a three star to a five star. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I think like that's also to me, I do believe that's an investment in your business, like investment in yourself, investment in like what you do, you know, like that's, that's part of it. You know, I love, I love that you take that because I mean, the road can be fun, but can it, it can be, you know what I mean? Like you can have fun on stage for your five hours. Otherwise you're just alone for 70 hours or whatever. Totally. (laughs) uh, So I love that. I love that putting your mental health into that, like, I love that you recognize that. Like the money you're paying on the hotel, you will save in therapy. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think um, I think the difference, like I see a lot of comics that they don't treat themselves as a business entrepreneur. They think, and it's like, you have to, like like you have to. And like, I've had comics tell me, they're like, wow, you, you have too much confidence for a comic. And I'm like, well, in this, I'm like, I'm bringing a service. I think we're we're partners, you know, like yeah. with with you work with a club, you're a partner, you got to do your part, they got to do their part. Everyone has to like play their role. And I think that's like a, it's a, it's a better way to like, kind of like view it. And then mm-hmm. like, they had a Peloton in the hotel. How great was that? You know, yeah, like yeah. I could go on the Peloton, I could go on my account, I could take a snapshot and tag a Peloton instructor that knows me. You know, so it, it makes it a little bit more like the business home. mind always thinking right there. I like who's that. The, who's right, the instructor that knows you? Olivia Amato. She tagged. Okay. She ended up sharing the post. There we go. We're working. Oh, we're, not we're rolling. Working. We're getting that. more followers. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I sold life insurance, they used to tell you like do mailers and they would be like, use, they go, the mailman costs 30 cents you know, a stamp, 42 cents a stamp, you know, it's the cheapest labor you could ever get. So it's like, (laughs) they would always say, make the mailman work for you. I think about that with the internet all the time. I'll make the podcast work for me. Like, oh, the podcast goes out on Monday, every single Monday. That is the marketing wing, you know? So I think about that stuff a lot. Uh, do, Do you want kids? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want, you know, I, it's the hardest thing in the world for me to dive into head first, but I know I want to do, to be like married with kids and all that, but I want to do it the right way. I want to like, and that's the problem. There's a point where I have to think, am I being too precious with this? Like you guys are young guys. You, how old are your kids? Uh, I'm 34. My kids are four and two. Yeah. Same. I'm 35. Yeah. Four and one. Yeah, you guys are on your way. Like you're mm-hmm. done with diapers, I, I guess. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I don't even know Pretty how much, much a diaper costs. Yeah. You know, like I my friend diapers are in diapers till they're eleven. You didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I opened a pack of diapers the other day, Jared, and it was seventy five dollars. Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. No, but I, I've, I've, uh, I've, I'm on a group chat with two of my buddies with kids. The one just had his third kid, and it, I was like. 
Yeah. And I, I said to him, I go, he was like, man, what I, I was in a green room. Like I took a video. He goes, I would do anything to be alone in that green room. right now." <laughs> and so I was, and I said to him, I go, I go, well, dude, you needed another one to work the fields. Apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have a whole team there. I was like, yeah. you had to have three dude. And he's like, and I was like, I, and I said to him, I go, I couldn't even tell you how much a diaper is. And I go, that kind yeah. of scares me. Like, yeah. you don't want to be 50 where being like, I don't even know how much a diaper is, but I want to have yeah. kids. You're like, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, there's it's, a piece funny, of it's funny that you say that too, about like making that joke about the kids work in the fields. I always think, cause like my daughter's four, she'll be five, mm. you know, whatever, nine months from now. But I always think about like, you ever see those kids that are like grew up in South America or like in the jungle and they're like a proficient hunter by the time they're like five years old. It just <laughs> yeah. like blows my mind. Yeah, my kid walked like the... into a screen door today. Yeah, my kid can barely <laughs> wipe her own butt. Okay. I mean, think of like the, like the, the, you know, the prairies and the wild West and like yeah. these kids out, like that's why people had kids at a certain time was, they were like, we need to have 10 so we can work this farm. And it's yeah, like, and about <laughs> six of them aren't going to make it. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, that stuff is scary to me that like, I I'm 36 now and I'm like, you know, I kind of, I, I thought the last one was going to work out and it just, it just didn't fit yeah. for me. How long were you together? Three years. And you know, it's some time we were living together and all that stuff. And it's like, it, it's, um, it's tough to think about like, you know, you want the family stuff, but then you're like, you know, there's times I'm like sitting here and I get, I wake up and I'm like, man, I got fucked up on a Tuesday. Like, you know, like, 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 I, you know, um, when do you be, yeah, you're drinking now. I, I, when do you become (laughs) less, when do you become less selfish? When do you, I don't know. I don't really ever, you just do, (laughs) you just compromise. Really? I mean, it's funny because you were talking about the relationship advice stuff. If there's anything that I've learned, because I I, I would say I'm similar to you in some ways where I was kind of always on my own path for a lot Mm -hmm. of my life. You know what I mean? But if there's anything I've ever learned throughout relationships or like having kids, being a dad and stuff, it's just that you never change who you really are. You just learn Mm -hmm. to deal with people politely, to be honest. Like you learn to like have people in your life that you love and that even though it's not what you want to do, you know, it's going to make them happy or, you know, it's the best thing for them and you just do it. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. never going to be like, oh, everything I'm doing every day is the best thing I want to do. It's the f- most fun I'm going to have. It's just that's like a dream. Well, you just miraculously care about someone a little more than you. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Not well, a lot for more. kids. Not a for lot sure. <laughs> and not all the time. <laughs> but for the wife, so like, you know, like, yeah, my dog, like. I was my daughter freaking has a cake puff from Starbucks yesterday. I'm starving eating like egg white bites and I have a bite left. Yeah. And she goes, I want that. And I'm like, you have a fucking, and I'm like, here, here you yeah. go. Like, I just gave it yeah. to her. I didn't even think about it. You know what I mean? But I'm like, you got a goddamn cake pop. I'm trying to stick to under 1600 calories today. And my last bite. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, have you considered like, I remember there was a point before I met, and I, I mean, I, I cannot believe I was, dude. I always, uh, I know you're a bachelor, bachelorette fan. Mm. I always crack up when people are like 24 years old and they're like, I'm 24. I just can't find anyone. This is my last chance. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, so it's really, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's not, not finding anyone. It's the match, you know, yeah. like, you know, they say men, it's very rare for women to have the one that got away. They say it's like very much a male thought to have Hmm. and 
I think it's because of what we were talking about before, where it's like men are looking for a ghost and women are looking to mm -hmm. hold on to, you know, the dead carcass to try and make it, <laughs> you know, weekend at Bernie it. Do you think at some point you would be willing to quote unquote settle or accept something that you, that you think is less than what you were looking for in order to have I kids? Can't at the, I can't at this point. I, yeah. I've done so many 10 monthers where like mm. I cut bait with the idea of like, this isn't right for marriage. Like that's always been my yeah. thing. Yeah. Like I was like, if it, if it was marriage, like, I'm in, you know, like, yeah. but it isn't that. So, yeah. you know, and I'm kind of like right now, my brother and his girlfriend, like they were like COVID relationship and like move and move and move. And like they went, you know, you go one way or the other, you either break up or you sure. become mm -hmm. more serious than ever. So they became more serious than ever. And I'm watching how excited they are. And I'm like, oh, okay. And again, like you're like, how are you and your brother alike, you know, or get along? Like we're very much alike in that department as far as like who you bring into your world. So, you know, I, I it is possible. So I'm seeing it be possible. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I gotta, you know, at what point is the, and then you have to go, at what point is the problem? Me, I'm, I'm the central character sure. in all of these stories. So yeah, the common denominator you know, doesn't change. There's only one. So I, you have to start thinking of that and yeah. that stuff too. So, well, we actually have your last four girlfriends here. Um, they're, they're, they're here, they're bring them now. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of babies to bring in. They got because I was always the one they dated before they got married. I don't oh, know. You were like, oh. what was that? Good luck, yeah, Chuck. Good luck, yeah, Chuck. I was say, that was like good Dane luck, Cook Chuck. Vehicle. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I I was always that guy for like, I think for like six different women. Yeah. As crazy wow. as that sounds, it's um, it's hard. It must be like a little hard to be like. They get into the next relationship. They're like, it's better than that. I'm going to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's just like, I just don't want to go through that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, I finally yeah, Next it train all. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Day train. Uh, <laughs> I did. We uh, we have a couple quick last quick questions, and then we will let you go. But thank you so much for joining us. You're super sure, fun. Thank you for having me, of course. Um, and uh, all right, so number one, uh, do you have a favorite dad joke, or did, did your dad have a, a common uh, dadism growing up? My dad uh, has a lot of dadisms. My dad uh, is a big winker. My dad will wink at a lot of people, like as a show of like good, I guess. Like, yeah. and he's winked at like my girlfriends, <laughs> like, 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 like. Just all of a sudden, you'll see him like make eye contact with like my girlfriend or my brother's girlfriend. He'll just like. And you're like, what yeah, yeah. the fuck was that? You know? <laughs> um, he, he loves he loves when waitstaff like him. He wants to be okay. liked by waitstaff, so he'll mm -hmm. clean up the table before they get there. And then if they come when they come over, he'll go, "Don't mind if we clear, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah. wants the acknowledgement of like uh, nobody has done this for me, as if they're gonna yeah. go. Oh, I've been waiting for oh, someone Mr. to do Freed. this. I yeah, just yeah, I can't exactly. wait till you guys go to Outback Steakhouse next weekend and he cleans the table and then he looks at the waiter and he goes, I think you'd fit into this shirt. Does this uh, you think that would look good? <laughs> Some won't wear it. I got extras. I, it's, it's sheer. <laughs> uh, and uh, last thing is we let all of our guests name their episode of the podcast. So what, what would you like today's episode to be called? Ooh, maybe don't mind if I clear. Uh, yeah. Don't, mind don't, mind I I, don't mind if I clear, do you? Yeah, I love it. Yeah.
right, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That was Jared Freed. Yeah, that was Jared Freed. What did you the think, J Train? What did you think of the J Train? Were you intrigued? I I love it. I I saw Jared do stand up live a month ago, maybe, uh, and he was really great. And so I was so glad to have him on the podcast. If he is touring near you, uh, go see him. Dates at jaredfreed.com. F R E I D. It's like fried, but the little I after E, except for when you're the after, board lord. After Freed. <laughs> <laughs> after E, except for when you're free, Jared Freed. Uh, follow him on Twitter, jtrain56, Instagram at Jared Freed. And yeah, I think it was great. It's a good conversation. Go see him live. He's awesome. He's funny. And we enjoyed having him. Hopefully you guys can check out his podcast and look for the link in our description to see where else you can see him. Yep. Tune in next week. Rate, review, Scooby-Doo. Boom. Mom's mad. Sorry, Daddy. What the heck? Thanks for listening. This is by subscribe and download. Subscribe and download. Hey, Poopy. Where you